At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. on a national championship Monday evening. My man, Sean King, repping his alma mater, team that went undefeated in 1998. No team will go undefeated this year. And boy, if you wanted points, we don't have many of those, Sean. (laughs) Nine to six at the half. Well, let me give you a little context on why I have on the Tulane sweatshirt. You're looking sharp. I like it. Thank you. Since it was national championship, game. I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that the 1998 college football national champions oh. were represented. So. <laughs> doing a little uh, doing a little UCF. Uh, yeah, a little too late. They came after us. That's true. So we birthed Boise State, UCF, and all of those teams. It is nine to six Alabama leading Georgia at the half and uh, the over-unders for those who played it <laughs> 52 and a half was over. What it closed at? What's that? What's the over? And uh, I, uh, I, I did get a little nibble, uh, as did Aaron Oster, our producer, under forty-five and a half in game. Still not enough. So we will, uh, we will see uh, a lot to get to. Uh, I, I would say first and foremost, man, just you hate to see anybody get injured. Uh, Jamison Williams, hoping that the severity of that injury is not as significant as it looked. It looked bad. Uh, it was a non-contact. You know, zigging, his knee kind of went the wrong way. Uh, it would be hard to imagine seeing Jamison Williams back out there uh, for this game. So, you know, Bryce Young still in this first half without John Mechie, without Jamison Williams for the majority of this half. I mean, he's still got 206 passing yards, Sean. So you're looking at 314 and a half was the over-under on passing yards. I thought about playing under because I, you know, I picked Georgia. I played under on uh, Brian Robinson rushing yards. Put that in VEASAN.com. And Bryce Young, what is the game plan now? Let's look at Alabama first in the second half with the likelihood of no Jamison Williams, obviously no Mechie. How does Alabama win this game? Well, my first question is, where in the world is Ja'Cory Brooks? <laughs> That's your guy. I mean, there were multiple Two plays. Two catches for 10 yards. But there were multiple plays in the second quarter, especially late, where they're in four receiver sets, and he wasn't in the game. So 
if anyone's watching because we don't have the volume in studio have they announced or made mention of Ja'Cory Brooks is he injured is there a reason why he's not in the game you would think that after catching the winning touchdown against Auburn Mm -hmm. you know catching a touchdown pass against Cincinnati that he would be wide receiver number one now so I'm very interested in his absence also my first half observations both offensive coordinators way too conservative (laughs) the few limited times that Stetson Bennett and Bryce Young have been allowed to push the ball down the field they've had success you know, I think sometimes the play caller gets too conservative. You have to expose teams that bring pressure. Georgia has blitzed almost every third down. Bring the tight end in, protect with six, add the running back, protect with seven, and run vertical routes down the field because Georgia and Bama, both secondaries, both linebacking groups are sitting on routes. They're not allowing run after the catch. They're going to force you to make plays down the field, and, de- and plays down the field are there to be made in the passing game. Great job by both defensive fronts. They've eliminated the running game from both teams. It's going to be on the quarterbacks in the second half. Who is comfortable and confident enough to push the ball down the field and make big plays because they're there to be made? Your second half line, uh, it posted here at Circa, Georgia minus one and a half with a total of 24. And what's the score, 9-6? Nine, 9-6 six? Nine to six at the half is your halftime score. So full game, you're looking at Alabama, still a slight favor. So if you think Georgia will come back at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, you get a little bit on the money line. You know, early on, and you got to give a lot of credit early, Sean, for this Georgia defense for bending but not breaking because I felt like the dam could have broke early in this game because Stetson Bennett looked as rattled as I've seen a quarterback in quite some time. I think a lot of that also had to do with some curious play calling by Todd Munkin. And finally, you saw them make a big play when, as you mentioned, you go get your playmaker, George Pickens, go make a play, make a play, and he did, and that led to the first points for Georgia, which was a, a field goal. You know, I saw Todd Munkin change. Very familiar with him from his time with Tampa. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's a friend of mine. I got to know him, and they came out saying be aggressive. Remember, the first play of the game was a play action. They are going to throw the ball, but Stetson gets sacked, mm-hmm. and you could just tell on the scramble when he fumbled that he was rattled. And I think because of that, Todd really – became ultra-conservative outside of the deep ball to George Pickens. And you can't beat Bama like that. And and I don't think Bryce Young was rattled, but I thought he was very uncomfortable in the first half. I I think he's settling for throwing the ball underneath. I think not having Mechie, not having Jamison Williams is affecting him and his decision-making. But they have talented guys. Let your playmakers have a chance to make plays. You saw Jai Hall. Got it, made a first down on yep. you know on a, a yards after the catch situation. So whichever quarterback can really settle down, stand in the pocket. Perfect example is Justin Herbert. Last night, Justin Herbert got hit more than any NFL <laughs> quarterback I've seen. Yet he never blinked. He stayed in the pocket, held a football, threw the ball down the field under duress. That's what's going to take from one of these two quarterbacks in the second half to win this game. When you look at uh, the offense for Georgia, and you know. We talked about George Pickens, uh, another (laughs) – I still have a George Pickens first touchdown alive because we haven't had a touchdown yet, a 15-1. to But I thought George Pickens had the potential of making a big play. Uh, Another one I wrote up for VEASAN.com, so fortunately able to cash that one already because he did make a big play against Georgia, had a 37-yard reception. And we talked about the struggles that Georgia's secondary has had. Alabama's just banged up, right? Josh Job is done. Uh, Armour Davis – 
uh, was uh, dealing with a hip injury. Uh, they said uh, Toyoto, the, uh, the, the middle linebacker there, is a little bit banged up too. I- I'm surprised that you're not seeing Todd Munkin try to be a little bit more aggressive down the field, knowing those injuries and maybe an opportunity with George Pickens now back in the fold for about two months. Well, I think you're always reading your team when you're the play caller, whether it be offense or defense. And when your quarterback comes out and looks visibly rattled, right. you know, you get a little apprehensive. But listen, it's a national title game. This isn't a best of three. It's 30 minutes, and then somebody's going to be crowned 2021 champion in the game of college football. So to me, you got to let everything hang right here. You got to be aggressive. You know, if he can't handle it, so be it. But at least you get on the bus after the game, win or lose, knowing that you didn't leave any bullets in the gun. And right now, I feel like both coordinators on offense have a lot of bullets left that they still can shoot. Well, if you're Todd Munkin right now in the locker room, if you're Kirby Smart, and I was able to catch what Kirby Smart said uh, heading into the locker room talking to uh, Molly McGrath from ESPN, he basically said, look, we got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, it feels like every possession starting first and 15, second and 15, uh, whether it be a false start or they're you know making a play behind the line of scrimmage or getting sacked. So if you're Todd Munkin, if you're Kirby Smart, you're getting the ball here to start the half. You're down 9-6, and I'll be honest, I think they're fortunate to only be down 9-6, especially the way that game was going. Right, uh, you know, Alabama came out with pace. They were you know spreading the field. Um, what is Todd Munkin and Kirby Smart's game plan here on this first drive? Well, I think... When you deal with emotion and you play with a chip on your shoulder, it's the gift and the curse. And I think you can tell Georgia had a chip on their shoulder. They wanted to come out. They wanted to be aggressive. They wanted to be super physical. But then they got away from the details. Alabama looks like the much more poised team, but they're missing a lot of key components. They contributed this year. So they're trying to figure out who they can trust. I think Kirby's telling his team, listen, guys, we belong in this game. All we have to do is do our job, and we'll be fine. But I think Bama – is the team that finds a way. And this is another crown, in my opinion, in the hat of Nick Saban because not many college football programs could lose their top two receivers, be down two, three guys in the secondary, and have a lot of other guys that aren't 100% and be winning at halftime against a team the caliber of Georgia. Well, and here's my thing, and I was saying this to Aaron, and, and look, you know, everyone knows I bet Georgia, uh, I, I thought this was, they, they had, this was their opportunity to get Alabama. And I still think that is the case if they don't win this game, I'm not saying, you know, Georgia's going to be terrible next year or anything like that. They've been recruiting at an elite level. But at some point, you gotta got to get that proverbial monkey off your back. This is the time for Kirby Smart. I mean, you mentioned it. I think that Georgia, pound for pound, is more talented. Now, they don't have the more talented quarterback, obviously. But you look at, you know, Alabama's dealing with injuries. You've got all of these pros on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of them will be gone next year. If you look at, you know, mock drafts, a lot of these guys, whether it be N'Kobe Dean or Davis up front, they're all going pro. This is Georgia's opportunity to get Alabama while they're obviously incredible, but they're not peak Alabama. They're not Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Alabama. They're really good, but guess what? Will Anderson's coming back next year. Bryce Young's coming back next year. All these dudes are back next year. This is your chance if you're Georgia. It is, uh, but I know we're a gambling show and people want to know what to wager in the second half. I'm going with Bama minus one and a half because I can hear Nick Saban now, and this is what I would be telling Bill O'Brien. Listen, Bill, we're getting pressure on every third down. 
Georgia's bringing some kind of five or more man pressure on every third down. And Bill O'Brien is trying to get five eligible receivers out, meaning you have a tight end and a running back. You can do seven man protections, Bill. Keep the tight end and the back end, and let's run some three two-man routes against man coverage, and let's let our guys win. Because right now, they're getting to Bryce Young almost every third down. There's an unblocked uh, rusher. He's not having time to push the ball down the field. So that's the major adjustment that I think Alabama's going to make at the half. Add a blocker in the pass protection. Allow those guys to get down the field, because I do think they can take advantage of what's the weakest part of this Georgia defense, and that's the secondary. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give some credit so far. Dan Lanning, I thought... They didn't disguise enough blitzes in the SEC championship. They've done a nice job mixing getting up. to Bryce Young, mixing up looks and confusing him a little bit. Call me crazy. I'll go Georgia winning this game still. Plus 105 on the money line. Second half just around the corner here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Oh boy. No one there. A fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zin nicotine pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's an ICAP here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Second half underway in Indianapolis in the national championship with Alabama, a 9-6 to lead over the Bulldogs. Georgia won the toss, elected to defer, so they get the ball to start the second half. And now uh, they're getting the balls, the ball to their running back. Zamir White making a couple plays early on, uh, getting it out. I think that's Cook right there. So uh, you're seeing 
Georgia early on, Sean, the game plan is let's get our running backs involved. And I thought a big thing on the second run of the second half, you actually saw a broken tackle. It, it felt like early on this Georgia team was really struggling getting through any uh, any time at any types of hits. Yeah, and it was a bad angle, you know, by the Bama. I think that was a nickelback number two. You know, he's a contained guy. You know, if you miss that tackle, you have to miss outside leg, outside hip. You don't want that running to bounce. You have help inside. So bad angle by him. I'm sure he'll hear that when he gets to the sideline. But again, Alabama, even when they are wrong on defense, Georgia continues to have self-inflicted wounds. They come back, they try a flea flicker, but they get called. I think that was intentional grounding. Uh, intentional grounding by Stetson. But I didn't like the route concept. You know, you had an awkward angle for Bowers going up the middle. You know, for him to complete a pass, Stetson Bennett had been very difficult. So, you know, play bad play design by Todd Monkin on that one. But tip your hat to Alabama. The one thing about the Crimson Tide that we know, they've been in this situation. They're not going to blink. And I think that's where you're seeing some of the inexperience of Georgia. As good of a program as they are, they haven't been on this stage. So they aren't handling the spotlight as well right now. But in spite of all of their shortcomings, it's still a one-possession football game. So I'm excited to see what Bryce Young and his offense do on this opening drive. I wouldn't be surprised if you see third down, added guy in pass protection, but also more aggressive throwing the ball down the field on first and second down when Georgia's playing more zone. Take a look at the live line as uh, we have punted the ball or Georgia has punted the ball away. So got a little bit going there on that first drive, but ultimately punted away, as you see right now, uh, the live line back up a tick in favor of Georgia, the total down uh, a half point. So a couple runs for Zamir White. If you played the Zamir White over, you can uh, go ahead and cash that ticket as that was sitting at 46 and a half at DraftKings. So a couple big runs there, seven carries so far for Zamir Wright, and he has gone over his player prop here tonight with 52 yards. Uh, out of the backfield, you saw James Cook, two catches so far, 15 yards. Uh, still a little bit to go, but not too far for 20 and a half. Brock Bowers, uh, he's you know looking at, uh, I don't know if we have receptions, but he's got three catches so far for 21 yards. Still looking for the game's first touchdown. Uh, we'll see if it happens on this drive, but uh, Alabama will start this drive at the seven-yard line, so... We saw Georgia get something going on the run game initially, but like you said, self-inflicted wounds. They go with a flea flicker after back-to-back runs, intentional grounding, no one there, and ultimately leads to a punt. And it's it's kind of field position game so far. Uh, what do you expect from Bill O'Brien and his first uh, first drive here? I think it's going to be to be aggressive. You know, those are it's two changes. I think you'll see more aggressive play calling on first and second, and add one or two guys into the pass protection on third down. If he makes those two adjustments, I still think Alabama is going to win. At the the end of the day, this game comes down to the same two people I thought the game started with, depending on Bryce Young versus Stetson Bennett. Mm -hmm. Stetson Bennett versus Bryce Young, however you want to, you know, frame the argument. And Bryce Young hadn't really played, even though he's got 206 yards, he still looked – uncomfortable to me so he looked better on the sideline I'm a big guy when it comes to body language I kind of can tell mm-hmm. I was watching the uh, pregame at my cigar lounge and I was like Stetson Bennett's nervous yeah I could tell right from the beginning I just know that look I know those mannerisms and he settled down a little bit but you know we'll see quarterbacks are going to decide this game who can make plays under the rest that's what it's com- going to come down to so right now you're looking at Bryce Young 15 to 26 once again Jamison Williams uh, has 
is likely done for the game. I don't know if it's been official, but uh, very hard to envision him being back. Hopefully it's not a serious injury. But, uh, you know, for the Georgia defense and them, you know, showing the pressure that we've seen so far, uh, has Dan Lanning's defense impressed you so far in this game? Well, they've been impressive all year. Yeah. You know, uh, the the weakest part of his defense is the secondary. They haven't really been challenged. Yeah. They threw the ball down the field one time. It was complete to Jamison Williams. So they haven't really been able to expose it, and Ja'Cory Harris is still not in the game. Has anyone responded on Twitter? Uh, no one is. Aaron uh, or anybody? No one has let me know about hey, the Ja'Cory Harris situation. Anyone give me an situation. update on what in the world is going on with Ja'Cory Harris? Uh, you know, for me, player prop-wise, uh, I do have under Brian Robinson rushing yards. That looks uh, safe. Let's see breaks a big our one. Our friends at the South Point set it at 70 and a half, uh, and I you know, wrote that up for VEASAN.com. Other spots, 67 and a half, 64 and a half. Ultimately, it started to close. But last night, I mean, it was up at 70, which seems surprising to me, considering no running back this year has gone for over 70 yards. Is Now we see a deep shot, and it is intercepted by Georgia. Bryce Young trying to stretch the field, and you see a flip of – this is the first big mistake of the game. We saw Bryce Young uh, on the first drive potentially turn the ball over. Ultimately, it was overruled. But we're going to watch the replay here, Sean. Yeah, this was a bad read. Uh, Bryce didn't see the corner coming off of, you know, the outside receiver. At the same time. Is that pass interference? Wasn't great effort by either Bama pass catcher. Yeah, Billingsley was the intended receiver uh, for those of you, you know, just listening in your car, wherever you may be. So now, just real quickly as we update, the line just popped off the board. Uh, we'll see what it updates again at DraftKings here. But really the first big mistake of this game and now, Georgia, a golden opportunity starting at the 43-yard line. And once again, I mean, <laughs> it, is, it, it is remarkable the struggles that Stetson Bennett is having. And, you know, we've seen this year over year, you know. In his defense, that's a tremendous play by Will Anderson. I mean, Will Anderson, He's by rushing. Look, watch, that's a tremendous play by Will, Will Anderson. Will Anderson, oh, he almost yeah, picks yeah, it, Yeah, there's too. nothing that Stetson can do. There. He's just lucky he didn't pick it. Will Anderson is not draft eligible. If he were, he's a top five. He player. is. Him, that guy is unbelievable. I mean, him and the Kobe Dean are as good as you're going to get as linebacker prospects. You know, going showing his parents level. right now. Be proud, Papa and Mama, because that is a damn good football player right there. Unbelievable. And, and a lot like Micah Parsons, who's having success this year with Dallas as a rookie. Both guys are extremely versatile. Like you see. Will and Nakobe line up in so many different spots. It's almost impossible to like send two blockers to him. Like Will was a defensive end mm-hmm. on the play, just batted down. He plays inside linebacker. You see him outside, and same with Nakobe Dean from Georgia. I mean, two phenomenal talents for Georgia here. So they're facing now a third down. I mean, I I got to give credit to Alabama. They they know that Stetson Bennett is rattled. They are just throwing the kitchen sink at him defensively and. And now you just wonder when is – it almost feels not if, but when is Stetson Bennett going to make the mistake that we just saw Bryce Young make. And it's interesting because Alabama, to me, is capable of being productive on offense without a running game. Jeez. Georgia's entire production on offense this year has been based on their ability to run the football and play action pass off of it. So I don't think Georgia's built or set up to get into a situation where they can throw the ball on first, second, and third down. So the way that this game flow is going, it favors Alabama. I, I have some serious questions by Todd Munkin right there. You got your ball. You got the ball at the 43-yard line of Alabama. 
Well, and you don't run the ball once. Well, well, let's see. What, let's see what happened. Dissect that series, okay? Here's how I watched the game, Tim. On first down, you know, you get a you get a turnover. Great punt, by the way. Bama's, Bama's going to have to start on their own, too. So let's dissect that last series. On first down, you basically call a run. It's an inside screen to the wide receiver. So you're effectively trying to get the same thing you would by handing the ball to Cook. Will Anderson, who's right now the highest-ranked defender in the Heisman race for next year, sure. makes a phenomenal play. Second down, you get a completion you know, for about five yards. On third down, you pull, you throw a rollout pass to get Stetson out of the pocket. But a great job by the uh, Alabama cornerback, undercutting the route. So I just think it was a phenomenal job by Alabama's defense. You know, uh, it happens. They're good for a reason. Georgia, Alabama makes the first mistake, but their defense steps up. Live line right now at DraftKings. Georgia, a slight favorite, minus one and a half. On the money line, Alabama minus 120, Georgia minus 110. Alabama will be starting inside their own five-yard line, but dodge a bullet and do not give up any points. It's the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap National Championship unfolding in Indianapolis. Uh, a bit brisk outside, but fortunately for them. Temperature control. Lucas Oil Stadium is uh, is beautiful and uh, a perfect time, uh, perfect uh, whatever, 68. What do they usually keep domes in? Uh, 68, uh, 68 to 72, somewhere in that range. Depending on the quarterback, generally the quarterback, uh, a little bit cooler, a little bit hotter. It's yeah? up to him, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, trust me. If Peyton said, okay, instead of 60, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want it 70, it's going to 70. Did you try 70. to do that in Tampa? You're well, like, we played oh, outdoors. Justice, I, I, yeah, justice. I, just All I used to ask for, don't rain. Hey, big man, can we uh, can we get no rain yeah, in uh, just no rain. and something? I can here. deal with everything else. There's no rain. Uh, we are watching footage right now. Not a surprise, and hopefully the severity, uh, we can only hope, is not too significant uh, with Jamison Williams, but he is done for the day. Oh! Oh, Jacoy Brooks. There's your guy. Jacoy wow. <laughs> like, I'm got- telling you, I'm, when it comes out, something happened, he got suspended. He got an in-game suspension. Like, he's too good a player not Which is to crazy right, considering have been Williams. available and been being targeted more than a, up until this point. Jamison Williams, um, his over-under tonight was astronomically high for a wide receiver, but with no John Mechie and his big playability – it made sense. It was 112 and a half. I'll be honest, and I, I kind of feel bad cashing it. I, I played a little on the under just because I felt like this was a spot I liked. Uh, I liked Georgia in so much. Uh, but uh, he had four catches for 65 yards, Sean, and, and obviously done for the night. But here's Alabama, you know, being very methodical. and I, Not to cut you off, but I yeah. want you to watch when I say Bryce Young's uncomfortable. Watch this ball location. If he throws this ball out front, this is maybe a big play. See how the ball's yeah. behind him, he has a weight on it. And that's not typically what we see from Bryce Young. Like, he really needs to settle down and start being more just confident in his throws, more intentional in what he's doing with the football. I really hadn't seen him play like this this season. It's going to be interesting to see, too, if you start to see the incorporation of Brian Robinson a little bit more success now on this drive from Brian Robinson. Obviously, the game plan against Cincinnati, albeit against a 
far inferior defensive line than what they're facing tonight in Georgia was Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson. You don't have Mechie. You don't have Williams. Robinson seems to be getting those legs going. Had a big run here of uh, 16 yards on this drive. Now they get it out to him out of the backfield. I mean, he is a big boy, man. He is hard to bring down. He is. That might be the game plan here for Bill O'Brien. Chew up clock. Our defense is playing exceptional right now. Let's uh, let's just grind out this championship. And, and, and understand this on defense. Run run defense is all about gap control. Every defender is responsible for a gap. They're trying to get vertical push to make the play happen in the backfield. But it's about having your gap. Offensive run production is not about your losses. It's about your wins. You can run the ball 10 times and gain 20 yards and on the 11th carry go for 80. That's still 11 carries for 100 yards. So I think what you're seeing is Alabama's not going to fully abandon the run game. Now it just becomes, can they get that big run? Yeah, and, you know, we haven't seen, and, man, that is just too easy. And, wow, I mean, this is, and, and once again, Georgia's defense has not given up a touchdown yet, but right now what I'm seeing from, And, again, what is it, third down, and what does Georgia do? They bring pressure 100% of the time. Wide because of the bunch formation, they're trying to play like a catch coverage. So a small adjustment by Bill Bryan of sending the back inside and vertical. I mean, you're going to see, like, one thing about Bill O'Brien, I think he's a terrible GM, but offensively, yeah, as a good, a, from a scheme standpoint – He's very advanced. He's very experienced, and he'll make the proper adjustments. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, and the crazy thing, and we just saw Brad Powers tweet this out, and he's right. I mean, if Alabama wins tonight, that's another eight. I mean, go, what can you say? Go ahead and put in your future for next year, because next year's team is vastly superior, as crazy as it sounds, to this team. They will be better. Will Anderson's back. Bryce Young is back. They're just going to add more pieces in. I mean, my goodness. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, for Georgia. Well, Georgia will be good, too. Caleb Williams will be the quarterback. I don't know. See, Jackson Dart went into the transfer portal today. Yeah, he's not Caleb Williams. No, I understand that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying USC, their starting two quarterbacks are both gone. I think there's a reason. I think Caleb's going to L.A. You want to make a little cigar bet on that one? I've been losing lately. (laughs) Oh yeah, Matt Nagy, how'd you get fired today? We'll up, get to that later. I'm up two. I'm up two cigars there Jeez. on you. Uh, but you might uh, you might take care of the bankroll here tonight if uh, Alabama or Georgia continues to play at this rate. I was on Georgia pregame, and uh, I should be undefeated in my single bets. I still don't know how the Ravens lost. You bet three hundred on Montana State. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I was on, I was on Montana State too. I took yeah. points, but. But yeah. again, like once, that, once a, touchdown Tommy goes out, it's when... an asterisk next to that loss well. because touchdown T gets hurt on the first series, <laughs> a series that they did drive the ball all the way down the field. And then the starting quarterback gets hurt. And the guy that was starting before him entered the transfer portal because they started him. So now they're down to a third string guy. He just wasn't ready. Yeah. And uh, I, I tried. I went, I went up to the sports book and I said, hey, touchdown Tommy got hurt. Can I have my money back? I did too. And, and they said, no, we don't do that. Hey, I, I tried. Well, I mean, if you had Jamison Williams props tonight, I mean. And well, once again, out. it goes each ways. And I feel terrible even saying this, but I did take him under. Well, 112 100. I thought was a it was big a number. Lot. It was a but lot. But it looks like he was on pace. He was. He yeah. had four catches for 65 yards. In the first half. So if you duplicate that in the second half, that's he four would, catches. That's eight catches for, what, 130. And, and and Georgia is, as you said, they're getting Bryce Young a bit uncomfortable, but they're making these plays. They're they're making smart plays. And you look at right now the live line. Talk about this this drive right here. And we'll see how this game on play, uh, unfolds. But Georgia 
gets the interception. They have the ball at the 43-yard line of Alabama. They go three and out, and now this is the following drive. Georgia now into Alabama, or sorry, Alabama into Georgia territory. They're now on the live line, minus three and a half. To me, though, this drive is only significant if they score a touchdown. You have to make this a two-possession game and force Todd Munkin to do something that he really doesn't want to do, which is expose Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. Put him in a situation where they're only protecting with five. They're trying to get multiple pass catchers out in the route and make Stetson Bennett show you that he can beat you. Right now, they're protecting him because the game is close. So a field goal doesn't change anything. That's still a one-possession situation. So I think it's imperative that, that not only Alabama scores, but that it's a touchdown, you know, so that the pressure now is all on Georgia. Yeah. Uh, nine to six right now. Uh, there was a break in the action. I don't know if it was an injury or a timeout. I think it was an injury for two. Uh, I'll say two this Georgia. Too. If the Heisman Trophy winner plays a national championship game and his offense doesn't score a touchdown, they should be able to take it back. <laughs> That's top two weapons. Yeah, are I don't care. He's been taking it back. <laughs> Brian Robinson. I mean, he is just—he's a load to bring down, and that's what this is. What Georgia is doing the opposite. Sorry, Alabama is doing the opposite of what Georgia is doing. They are—they're almost playing a a armed services type game. They're playing ahead of the chains. Mm-hmm. They've now got a third and one. They're going to convert this third and one. And this Georgia defense—they said. Heading into this game, first of all, they don't, were don't, don't mush this play. But they're gonna convert this third and one. I see what you're trying to do there. It's not gonna work. <laughs> They'll it get up. it. They'll get it here. I'm just glad Jacory Brooks is back in the game. Ryan Robinson pounds his way forward. You're Nostradamus. Good call. Yep. I mean, this is. So I have a three-play parlay. Okay. Lay it on us. Uh, I have Jacory Brooks over 40 yards. Jacory Brooks anytime touchdown. Okay. With Alabama money line. An interesting part. Like, you love that, Ja'Cory Brooks. I do. I don't know why he went in the game. We've yet to see a touchdown, so we'll see if we get one. And there, that's a big play by Georgia. Georgia on first down, they get Alabama a bit off schedule. And this is what I was going to say. By the way, Bill, Bill, yeah. know, Billingsley, Billingsley Jr., 19 from Bama, he had a rough night. Yeah. Uh, he fell down on the first series. Yep. I mean, this is his guy right here on the edge. He gets manhandled. Uh, he having a rough night. That was him that didn't run out. Oh, yeah, the, the interception. Uh, on the interception. I mean, right now, he probably come back to school. He might not be playing next year. <laughs> <laughs> Saving going to the offseason. What we need to improve? Uh, we need a tight end, coach. Yeah, and they can go They can go find themselves one. That's, uh, that's what they do. Uh, by the way, uh, Alabama also gets Jameer Gibbs next year, a superstar. I don't want to say superstar. He's really good. He's a Georgia Tech yeah, running He's back. a good running back. He's good, man. That was a big win by uh, that staff coming out of high school. So he was very highly recruited. Yeah, and he was he was really good. You know, this Georgia is another Tech. this is another throw by Bryce. He's just a little short. Now, granted, hit. it's under duress, but if he gets this ball up a little bit, then Jacory actually has a chance to make this catch. But it's low. Mm. Yeah, it's low behind. Yeah. If he gets it, it up it just a, a little bit, a little uh, tugging on Jacory's arm there. So big third down now. Facing for Alabama, third and 11, third down uh, at the 30-yard line. Still have yet to see a touchdown in this game, and we'll see if uh, Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, who was just a magic man. Uh, ooh, ooh, wow. That was that was a good ball. Still not stepping into his throws. That He's ball, getting hit, though. I know, but those balls are dying. You've got to put... Georgia's defense. A little more velocity on that ball. Bends. Now, granted, Ajayi should make that catch, but, you know, Bryce will learn this. He's still a young player, still on his second year removed from high school, 
But just a little bit more on that ball. Bends but does not break there. Georgia forcing a field goal attempt. Catch the ball, Ajaye. That is a big, big drop. Field goal attempt coming for the Crimson Tide. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all our show. we got a football game going on, folks. I'm trying to pay bills, but it's hard to do. Listen to our schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert. They're all free. Available vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Well, as we went to break, <laughs> Alabama's field goal was blocked. First play back. And James Cook goes for 67 yards down to the 13-yard line of Alabama. It's now second and six for the Bulldogs. And uh, that might have been a face mask, as I believe that will be a face mask. And now Georgia inside the five, likely a face mask coming here. Uh, I'm finding the name real quickly for my partner, Sean King, because he was looking for... Who messed up on a, a fit, and it looked like it was DeMarco Hallams. Yep, that's the second time. Both long Georgia runs are because Hallams misfit the run. He had outside contain on the first big run. He took inside hip, bounced it, big play. James Cook, he's got the cutback. He overran it. No one there when Cook cut it back. Big run Georgia. So that's what I was talking about. The run game is not about your losses, it's about your wins. That's why good teams just keep running it, keep running it, keep getting a hat for a hat, and all it takes is one guy to misfit it, and it's a big play. You know, it's funny, going back to the, I think it was it was the first playoff, so that was 2000, I want to say 14, is pounded it in, is Georgia, touchdown Bulldogs. First touchdown of the game, and it is Zamir White. So finally, we get a touchdown, and you can cash your 9-1 to ticket on Zamir White. <laughs> How much time is left in the third quarter? A minute, a minute 20. 20. 
and the first touchdown just gets cashed. Zamir White bulldozes his way into the end zone. Think about the last two minutes of game time. Alabama's driving. Looks like they're going to go go up, take an insurmountable lead. Field goal kicker who's made every kick yep. tonight gets one blocked. Now all of a sudden Georgia now has a 13-9 to win. So now the onus is back on Bama. The pressure's back on them. Can Bryce Young do what he's done all year, which is own the fourth quarter? Yep. I mean, the Auburn game was some of just pure magic. Now he almost the, dropped his snap. Too. Yeah, he did. In the, <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been just devastating. You think back to the Auburn game, and I will uh, hold. I believe because Jamison Williams, remember, got ejected for targeting mm-hmm. against Auburn. But I want to say Mechie went bonkers he in did. that second half. Has neither one of those, but. They've really started to incorporate Brian Robinson. And, you know, heading into the half, it was Holly Rowe who caught up with Nick Saban. And she talked about the injuries. And he said, look, we got talented players, which they do. I mean, they're you recruited a bunch of them. <laughs> these guys. Didn't get there's, any of them. There's but five stars everywhere. Made some good friends. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they got to make the plays. And you saw it wasn't. You said, you know, off the back foot wasn't a great throw, but it was there. It was. It was a catch that has to be made. And it was a ball that Mechie and Williams make 100% of the time. No doubt about it. And this is kind of a a lesson for some of the young players that are backing up, you know, all-American type players that are saying, I can't wait till I get my chance. So when you get your chance, you got to make the plays. So I'm sure they're encouraging Ajayi Hall on the sideline. He's going to get another shot. You know, that's the great thing about this game of football. Alabama still has time. They're going to get the ball back, and we'll see. Take a look at the live line uh, at DraftKings right now. Georgia has now flipped to a minus four and a half point favorite, minus 255 on the money line. They're showing the highlights from the Iron Bowl, and uh, they're showing, um, you know, just the, the remarkable comeback that, that Alabama has. Let me ask you this, Sean, because Georgia, they showed you know, the margin of victory. Georgia's 13-1, Alabama's 13-1. Georgia has not had a close game all year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every game they won was by 17 or more points. Outside of the Clemson game, they won 10-3. to Then they, of course, lost to Alabama. Alabama's had a handful of close games. Auburn went to multiple overtimes. Uh, Florida came down to a two-point conversion. Does it benefit them in this situation more so than Georgia because they've been there? I think so. You know, I think they've also been on this stage. You know, so they've been down in national championship games before. They understand it. They're not going to panic. You know, if Georgia wins this game, it's going to be because they made the plays. It's not going to be because Alabama self-destructs. I did see one slight nuance. Mm-hmm. On first down, that was the first time all game I've actually seen Bryce Young step into the throw. He threw a ball with velocity, with great accuracy, a ball that I'm used to seeing him throw time and time again. So maybe he now understands, listen, the defense cannot win this game. I have to step up and be the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm excited to see how the rest of this game plays out. So Zamir White scoring the game's first touchdown, closing seconds now of the third quarter. Uh, Alabama will have one last play here, and uh, they will convert that. Again, another throw he stepped into. The ball's got much more velocity than it did earlier, yep. and you can kind of see his confidence building. So this and is going to be fascinating injury. to watch. Georgia uh, has an injury, a, a man down, so it's it's – Coming a bit of a, a battle of attrition here as Georgia has uh, an injured player. End of the third quarter, Georgia leading 13-9. to nine. And when this line pops, 
you know, watching these two as just watching the injury there uh, to the big fella up front there for Georgia uh, was number 95. And Bryce Young does come up looking at his hand a it's little bit. It's the left one. He'll be okay. Devontae Wyatt, you know, a, a stud up front. He's, you know, not Jordan Davis, but he's certainly on the list of NFL prospects on that Georgia line. They're looking at his left knee. So, you know, big lineman going down. 13-9, you're looking at a live line that has just adjusted at DraftKings. They just took it down off the board, so we'll see what that live line is going to be. But what you've seen, just in those couple of throws, it does feel like you're encouraged by Bryce Young. Yeah, that now. looks like the Bryce Young that I watched all year. You know, he was under the same duress on that throw that he was on the throw to Ajayi. He stood in the pocket. He stepped into the throw. He delivered it with intentionality and velocity coupled with accuracy, and that's what we're used to seeing from him. And listen, these guys are talented at wide receiver. You know, have they, you know, created a resume, you know, of their predecessors? No, because they hadn't had the opportunity. So what a game. 13-9, yeah. going into the fourth quarter. Alabama has the ball. Looks like Georgia maybe figured out, you know, something in, in the it's run game. Running the football. Well, basically, I mean, what basically, we want to make sure that the play spills the number two. Yeah, We want to make two – be the guy to have to make the tackles. And, you know, he's going to have to step up and make some tackles. So as we sit right now, after three quarters of football, uh, your live total is 35 and a half. We're currently sitting at 22. Your pregame total is 52 and a half. And then you've got 40, 45 and a half. And that's not it's too high? Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully we're all right. <laughs> hey, Georgia, look, I, I'm happy right now. 13 to 9, Georgia, we're good. Uh, by the way, I need a 50 yards of Corey Brooks touchdown. Kick. This is uh, we haven't really gotten into it. I mean, you and I, I tweeted it out earlier today, and we're we're going head to head here. This we are. Is, this is mano e mano. Uh, I I didn't mess with the points. I just took Georgia money line on Friday's show. I told you that the the money line market was a bit suppressed. Thank you, Mattress Mac. Uh, and I was able to get it at minus 125. Ultimately, it it started to rise a little bit, but you know, for where the game was. Spread-wise, you were getting a cheaper money line price. Here's what's always interesting about the situation you were in. If you had waited to halftime and just bet Georgia money line in the second half, you'd have got an even better number because they were plus one and a half. Well, I did bet. I bet Georgia's second half minus one, not for the same amount that I put on the, the full game. But but coming out of halftime, Bama was – Minus one and a half favorite, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Right. I took Georgia second half minus one, right. down nine to six. Gotcha. Um, so, right now, leading. I mean, here's the crazy thing is Georgia with the lead again, and it, it's almost where Nick Saban likes to shine against his former assistant. In the four meetings prior to tonight, where Nick Saban, of course, is 4 0. Georgia has held the lead for 171 of the 240 minutes, <laughs> and they are 0 and 4. Now, the majority of the night has been led by Alabama, but here we go. Georgia's got the lead heading into the fourth quarter. The two top playmakers uh, at wide receiver are out, and, and Georgia's got to step up. They've made the defense has made the plays that they've had to, uh, but here they come on a. You know, first down, Slade Bolden coming out of the backfield. By the way, I don't know why I didn't look at Slade I know, Bolden. Right? I mean, he's over everything already. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Slade Bolden already six receptions. Actually not over on his yardage just yet, uh, but he will, uh, he will, I think, 
almost certainly get there. We've got a penalty. I think this is going to be on Georgia for a, a face mask in Alabama. Yeah, illegal hands of the face. Alabama lineman <laughs> lost his helmet. I was like, what's going on? It's a big old dude, isn't it? All right. Another penalty. <laughs> By the way, the discipline tonight for Georgia has been missing big time. That is their ninth penalty of the game. It's the nightcap here on Beeson. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.